My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. If you haven't been inside an escape or breakout room, you've definitely heard about them. It's like, it's like Indiana Jones. Exactly. I'm I want my the golden ball to come out. It is like Indiana Jones. Absolutely right. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and with me, as always... It's Ben Vidal here, Tommy. We are in the midst of a sweltering heatwave in Melbourne. <laughs> Temperatures over 30 degrees for a week straight. What better way mm-hmm. to cool down than with a nice cold glass of podcast? Joining us, yep. rounding out the trio, it's a man with a real podcast drinking problem. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of a cool change, here's your third <laughs> host, Adam Knox here. <laughs> Cap on backwards, glasses on backwards, <laughs> sitting backwards on a chair, trying to trick everyone into thinking I'm backwards. Yep. Yep. Political ideology is quite backwards <laughs> yeah, in 2022. Yeah, yeah. Not a, a of- nah, they're just <laughs> traditional, mate. <laughs> it's not backwards. You're you're backwards. Yeah, you turned around and walked backwards into the future. Yeah. If oh uh, yeah, if I am, uh, I'm rubber. You're glue. What bounces off of me sticks onto you, mate. That's my political ideology. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Oh, you should smile more. Come on, mate. Smile. He's the bloody prime minister. Smile, mate. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Uh, they're oh, all. Yeah. Google that. They're all. Google fucked. that. Any overseas listeners? That's yeah. A, that's a great story out of this country in the last week. So stupid. Hell yeah. Really uh, good. It, it, to be clear, do what you want. Do what Angry you want. Angry face, justified. Yeah. Podcast face, activated. <laughs> I've got yep. it on right now. And boy, howdy, is this a recording session? Yep. It's, uh, what is it? We're in like the fourth week of January. Where yep. We're awaiting some big releases. Pokemon will be out soon. By the time yep, we record tomorrow. our next episode, yes, 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 yep. and uh, and we'll be chatting about it next week. But in the meantime... It's, it's truly like it comes out on the Switch tomorrow on the same day that I'm getting a flight interstate for the first time in many months, which is very fortuitous. Switch gaming in the, uh, in the absolute mode in which it was intended mm-hmm. is absolutely back, baby. Yeah. It's a shame for all those other people getting on that flight, like their first flight in a long time probably as well. Then they sit next to you playing Pokemon <laughs> on the Switch and they're like, oh, of course I'm sat next to a baby. <laughs> yeah, first that'd be it. Yeah. It's also... Yeah. Flight attendant, crying. do you have to... You Technically, you have to move me because I'm sitting next to a child, but I'm a single <laughs> man. I think that's a new law. <laughs> well, you know, it's also going to be great when I catch COVID-19 on that flight and then end up holed up in a Brisbane hotel for a week. Uh, um, yeah. You know, I'll you have might that new not... Pokemon game with me to... to 
sink into. My girlfriend, they went to and from Brisbane and they didn't get COVID. But hey, oh, okay. I managed to. <laughs> <The science is in>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. yes. We should mention, well, we don't have to, but uh, we're recording remotely because Adam has COVID. I te- I'm feeling a lot better today and I tested positive, but mm. like, you know, only had a few days. I think I got away with uh, a hell of a lot and it wasn't as bad for me as it has been for uh, plenty of other people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we should say too, we've been doing our, uh, if you go check out our YouTube channel, we've got lots of videos on there. We put up generally about two a week. Yep. We were doing a playthrough of uh, Detroit Become Human, which we're trying to save to do in the room. And we've had to mm. pause that yes. because we've been isolating now for uh, pretty much every reason under the sun at this yes. point. Yes, um, Trying yeah. to avoid getting COVID, actually having COVID, <laughs> and then... Thinking that you have COVID for a week That's and not right. actually having it. Oh, yeah, you did manage to. Yeah, yeah. barring like a house arrest for an unrelated crime, we pretty yeah. much run the whole gamut of them. I reckon I'm Front not... Front door glued not, shut. That's yeah. the next one. Yeah, I'll, mm. next week I'll just have agoraphobia. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I know we're, we're a very suspicious... I'm not suspicious, superstitious. You can be superstitious mm. and suspicious. What when? are you up to, black cat? <laughs> yeah, we're but not suspicious. I, I don't... I don't want to jinx it, but I reckon we'll have a new Detroit video up next week, right? Mm. That's the plan at this stage, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, we'll have it up for patrons next week. week yeah, right? that's, that's we, right. We do yeah. it a, yeah. a week in advance for patrons. Hey, that's an incentive to get on the Patreon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nox, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you you really did Larry David at big time. You were you were staying inside because you were oh, yeah. worried about <laughs> getting COVID before a work thing and missing That's the work thing, and then you got COVID at the work thing. <laughs> it, it is, you've never been more curb your enthusiasm in your life. It, it was perfect. Honestly, has been the most irritating thing. <laughs> Just this whole first month of the year wrecked by like, it, it's it's the stupidest thing. Like not wanting to drive somewhere because you're afraid of cars and then getting mm. hit when you're a passenger, when you're a pedestrian. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It oh, felt yeah. like that. Alanis Morissette would have a field day with this scenario. She's doing a, She's doing a redux of the song. Oh, man. Oh. She would be like, you ought to know better. Is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're in the best position now. Like, you, so you've, like you've done the ISO. You've, now, mm. you've had COVID. You've gotten it out of the way. Well. But see, me, I did all that. I got really sick. I isolated. And I didn't even have it. So it's like, now I'm going to have to do this again. And I don't know if, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's out of the way. No, People, true, no, but for, in know. the short term, at least, in the short term, at least, you have those, you got those beautiful antibodies going on. I hope so. <laughs> um, they better be working overtime, little if fucks. I, if I told you you had a beautiful antibody, would you hold it against me <laughs> and protect me from COVID? <laughs> Just for the, like record, for the record, for the record, haven't got sick and thought I had COVID. Haven't got COVID yet. I'm dodging between the raindrops. I'm mm-hmm. the ultimate COVID ninja yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's only because you don't think it really exists. So it's yes, pretty easy exactly. to <laughs> How can you never catch contract something, something that, that, is that a, you're in complete is a, is a media, It's a media beat up. It's a lie. <laughs> that does um. mean, though, that there's two other members of this podcast who we will be doing remote recordings uh, b- for the benefit of at some yes. point. Yes. But in the at meantime, some point, yeah. here we are. We're on that like weird little, you know, when uh, when when you're driving up a hill and mm-hmm. just before, or like a roller coaster, when you get up to just just before the top, you can't see anything. It's just all sky. Don't think I've the... ever been on a roller coaster. Really? Not, what? Not a not a real big one. Nah, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. 
deliberately Actually, or just I due can... to circumstance? Like it's never come up or you've actively chosen not to go on them? I've been Tommy and I went to Disney World and I, I chose it, yeah. not to go on any of the big roller coasters. And I, I have personal experience yeah. with this. I can vouch for this, Adam. I have been at a Disney World yeah. with Ben Vanell, who uh, yeah actively avoided wow the uh, yeah the big scary roller coasters. Yeah, but you did go on you you went on uh, the Indiana Jones ride. Yes, which is which yeah I can attest to because I've got a photo of it on my fridge. <laughs> yeah, of us <laughs> of us in the little Indiana Jones car. That photo has been on television. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, like, we did the Tower of Terror. Like, it's not... uh, I'm I'm not scared of, like, big drops or anything. I don't know why. It's right in the name. Yeah. It couldn't be a lack of bravery if you're willing to go on a terror ride. I just don't see the appeal of roller coasters. Oh, man. (laughs) I reckon if you you got on a roller coaster, that would help you understand. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. They move real quick, and that's very fun. And you get a moment (laughs) right when you're going up towards the top where it's going and taking you up there where Mm. the track kind of disappears. And so all you can really see before you drop is the sky because you're pointed upwards. There's no more track. You're about to go down. And that is where we are in terms of video games coming out. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. We're just yes. about to hit that big drop where like Pokemon comes out tomorrow and then February is fucked. Yeah. 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 So. Ben, that is strange that you didn't want to go on a on a true blue roller coaster that day at Disney World just thinking about it. Because you went on the Indiana Jones ride, which is where you're in a little car, you're on a track, you go around a little circuit, and then you went on the Tower of Terror, which is like you go up and it's a big drop. Mm. So you essentially over the course of the day, you have done the roller coaster experience, <laughs> but mm. you've just segmented it into two different rides. Yes. So you combine those two together. Also, you're saving time. Uh, we no. got to get you on a roller coaster in 2022. I, I think <laughs> going around in a little cart on a track, sure. Go up and down fast, but never the twain shall meet. It's, <laughs> okay. It right. goes against God. All right. <laughs> but yeah. is it? do you think that you'll feel sick on a roller coaster or is it like that particular thing seems unsafe to yes, you? Yes, it seems unsafe to me, yeah. That's the main thing. Mm, I can no, just easily well, visualise it going wrong. It's 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 the ride where you can. It's like the Tower of Terror is. It's like yeah, you're going up and then this thing is dropping you. That's like right. that's there's so much room for things to go wrong there. Mm. But the fact that in the roller coaster you you can actually just see, you've got more kind of like visual context for yes. how rickety and shit this thing is that you're doing. Totally, like you're a bit more aware of like how like yeah, yeah. all those. Bolts are screwed on so tight, though, and they're so big. They look like battleship bolts. And then you can see that the roller coaster's gripping onto the rails like that. Mm. You know what I Like, I agree mm. that I pictured it and it made me laugh that it's easy to imagine a roller coaster <laughs> just not working and being flung off of it. And that's a yeah. very funny image. Yeah. And I have seen mm. one video where a roller coaster, it got stuck in, like, the dip at the bottom. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't have enough momentum for whatever reason to... Right. to go back up the other side yep. and then a second cart came towards it and collided Ooh. crushing the legs of the front people on the back roller coaster and breaking Ooh. a couple oh. of backs and stuff yeah i saw well, that video because i recorded it to see if my prank worked <laughs> <laughs> and follow me on tiktok <laughs> all the coolest death pranks i mean I, it's i have the same attitude to flying except i just will fly i have i'm not like it's unavoidable scared of flying yeah. i'm just like Man, if one thing goes wrong, this could drop out of the sky. But I just have flown enough that I'm like, no, nah, it's just like catching a bus now. Nothing will go wrong. I guess I just have to get enough roller coasters to be like, hey, they don't all fly off yeah. and kill people. 
I used to have to yeah. take a roller coaster to school every day, so I, it's like <laughs> a bus for me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I first started comedy, there was a guy who was like really, really scared of flying that I knew, and he would. So if he was doing gigs interstate, like he did the Adelaide Fringe, he got the train there, or he would like drive to Sydney, mm. and he was like. Yeah, I really want to do the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Like, I, I really, really want to do it. But that flight, it just scares the – the idea of it scares me too much. So, I, I've looked into getting a boat oh, to Edinburgh to do the Fringe. God. And it's like, it'd take a few months. Yeah. But, you know, I could just, like, write the show while I'm on the boat heading to Edinburgh. I'm like, this is <laughs> – Why do they <laughs> call them really sea legs? <laughs> Your legs are made of water. <laughs> uh, you guys aren't going to have a good time for the next hour because this is all the sort of thing I got. <laughs> you like octopuses? <laughs> Um, but yeah, there is a bit of news coming out this week. There are, yeah, I mean, we, we'll, we'll talk more about it next week, but uh, early word on Pokemon Legends is that it's real good and I'm really looking forward to it. It seems like it's a more of a kind of mainline Pokemon game than what I was expecting. Mm. It looked like a kind of a spin-off-y kind of thing, but it looks like it's got a lot of those elements of like the progression and the sort of stuff that you're doing is like a sort of a traditional Pokemon game, which seems weird to me. The whole the whole branding of this and the way it's been rolled out and it's come out not too long after the last mainline one that mm. people criticised for not being adventurous and um, mm. uh, interesting enough. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of don't... I sort of don't get the strategy of how it's all been rolled out and branded and everything. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it because people seem to be thinking it's really good seeing reviews and stuff say that it seems like they tried to fold the ideas of pokemon go into a into a, a you know console pokemon game that made the whole the weirdness of it make sense to me where they're like oh it's not a breath of the wild thing they're doing a big world so you can walk around like pokemon go to go and get your pokemon from other places but we'll we'll right. have played it by next week yeah to yeah give yeah. You yeah. The final verdict <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing a video game, even in a world where Pokemon Legends Arceus doesn't exist. Well, it mm -hmm. does, but does uh, where I have. I've played a different game. <laughs> oh, Thank okay. You. Thank right, you for right. expressing that in the clearest way possible. I wanted to give you a little <laughs> preview of what the game is about. It's called Escape Simulator. And you're awkwardly trying to piece together bits of information to <laughs> finally work your way out of something that should be simple, like opening a door. Mm. Right. I've been uh, given this a crank too. I played the tutorial and I put in about, I don't know, uh, 20, 30 minutes just this morning on uh, the literally the first level. Um, mm. But you've given it a good old honking. I've played everything that's in there and I've gotten into some community levels. I, I really, really enjoy... Escape Simulator is on the, the PC, by the way. It's like... I think it's out of early access now, but I can't actually remember if that's true. But it was in early access for a fair while hmm. um, and I believe is now released. And it is a first-person escape room game. You are mm -hmm. in a, you know, escape roomy type of setting like ancient Egypt or like corporate office but it maybe it's super villains and that sort of shit weird mansion and you're looking around the place for like a clock that has a time on it so that you mm -hmm. know to use the numbers three and ten in something you're looking for little pictures you're looking for clues of how to solve puzzles in this room to unlock the next little door that'll show you a new key and blah 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 if yeah. you've never done an escape room before, they're pretty fun, and the video game versions of them are basically adventure games, but like diluted yeah. 
into pure just the puzzles and uh, I find that really satisfying and enjoying uh, in, in, or, and I enjoy it um, and this is an alright one yeah I, I think like mechanically it's pretty good yeah um, visually it's fine it's kind of cute you know a bit like sort of rounded off not cartoony but not realistic yeah, by any means I like it The I'm just looking it up here the, mm. the character design it's sort of like a um, it looks a bit like a 3D uh, Professor Layton kind of art style sure it's very, it's very like Unity game looking type of thing, you know. Yes. There's a, there's a lot of games that look like this, and th- those character designs are uh, are important because you can play all of these levels in co-op. Yes. Um, right. Which you know most escape rooms in the real world are designed to be played by multiple people. Uh, this one you can do everything solo. That's what I did and uh, had a good time going through and kind of whipping through these puzzles. A lot of them aren't difficult, which is probably a good thing because it means that they are logically sound you can yeah understand what it's asking of you um so that aspect of it i actually think is probably about right the difficulty of it because Mm -hmm. especially like just online sort of flashy type games i've played a bunch of escape room sort of games and yeah um enjoy them what's your favorite which do you think is the best one? Because I've never gone in on one. There's the room mm. VR. There's uh, mm-hmm. well, you, yeah. I feel like you've in the last few months you've you've done a bunch of them. Which All of the room games are great. Um, right. Those are probably right. uh, a good way to sort of ramp up the expectations of you, the player, in in just one series as well that a game would have of you. Because that first room, and they're all available on PC now, I think, and they're on phones, and they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one is is just sort of a box and you'll be manipulating this 3D box to look for little levers and flips and switches and stuff like that to open these boxes. And then that series evolves into now you're in a room, go around this room. Now you're in a whole house. Now you're in a whole big fucking, mm. what's bigger than a house? Two houses. Yep. Yeah. Crammed yep. together. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the so casino. Those Whoa. are probably uh, like the most high quality <laughs> version of this you can do as well because okay. there's a ton of like there's a website called um tomati which is tomato but then ea instead of the second o mm-hmm. and that has a ton of uh just very simple flat uh escape room type games that i like played a bunch of years ago for some reason they used to update them regularly but i i don't even know mm. if that website's still active anymore but um yeah they're very popular in like you know, websites that are like 7,000 games. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember ones. doing these a lot at like in the computer room at high school, like doing a mm-hmm. lot of everyone would get around and be like, like specific ones that like we'd all be like, man, did you get past like the red door? You know, like it was a kind of like a little communal experience. Right. And they used to be because before escape rooms were a popular, you know, bullshit Christmas party office <laughs> pastime. Yes. They, um, you know, these games used to be called, they were just adventure games. It's basically the mm. same exact sort of gameplay that you're doing in a Sam and Max or whatever. Um, they were like called pixel hunt games and stuff like that. This sort of thing's been around for ages. And so Escape Simulator, the the, the big thing for this seems to be that it has uh, Steam Workshop integration and like tools to make your own escape rooms and to right. share them with the community and to vote right. on them and all of that stuff. And so after you've done the built-in ones, of which there are like maybe 20-ish, there's like sort yeah. of four or five uh, areas, and then each of them has, again, four or five levels maybe to go through. Yeah, um, a little bit more than that maybe, but yeah. Maybe yeah. 30, something like that. But something like not that, a ton. I think, yeah. And I played it for like, 
I've gotten through them in maybe four hours, something like that. Like there's not a ton in there if you're just going through those on your own, but then... Um, Sorry, there's you... exactly 20. You were dead on. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Brother, that's why I'm good at escape rooms. I throw yeah. a guess out yeah. there and it happens yeah. to be right. <laughs> the luckiest guy in the world over here. <laughs> Very un... Uh, <laughs> important areas. <laughs> Anything important, the luck runs out. Mm. Uh, so I haven't tried the co-op yet. I've only done them solo. But then uh, some of those community levels are really cool. There's a lot of right. trash on there because there always is when you do stuff like that. If you ever played Little Big Planet or like any mod, you, yep. you yep. if you've dreams had a look famously. around at that stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. one? Oh, dreams. Yeah. Dreams. Yeah. Dreams. I was playing like God. Sonic and just running <sighs> off the edge of <sighs> the game. Yeah, you can get yeah. a, a, a ton of bullshit on there. But some people have made some really, really clever just straight up escape rooms. And then there's one like subgenre of escape room that I'm really enjoying, which is like these big. Having COVID? Huh? <laughs> Having COVID? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> he said really, really got saved Tommy. <laughs> because we were separate and because we were being recorded over 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 the internet. Yes. Zoom was like, you know what? I won't put Adam through hearing this entire sentence. I'll just give him the pit at the end. I didn't hear it either. I would but have been happy I, to just move on. I had to double back because I heard a little peep. I heard that a little, little fucking peep out of him. Yeah, I saw peep, a little peep. glint in his yeah. eye. Yep, they call me the peeper. They call me the little peeper. <laughs> well, you're right, Tommy. This has been the hardest escape room at all. Of all, it's taken me mm-hmm. a week to get out. Yeah, Are you happy yeah. now? Are you, did you enjoy the payoff to your little joke? Yeah, the puzzle is just trying to work out how to get only one line on the little rat test. <laughs> I keep getting two. I can't solve. It. What I am I doing wrong? Up my butt. What's the? <laughs> um, but th- yeah, there's this like. Um, there's a few different maps, I think being made predominantly by the one person, but they're like okay. Sudoku uh, puzzles laid out as nine little escape rooms. So each of the blocks oh. you would get in a Sudoku oh, puzzle right. is a separate little room. And so huh. you can only see some of the other rooms. They have like weird little rules. And those have been really, really fun. Um, it, it, it Almost to the point where like I kept thinking about The Witness and mm. how The Witness was this yep. simple idea that they did every iteration on and, and made it into this big, uh, like, really satisfying puzzle game. Those little Sudoku maps are giving me a similar feeling where I feel like a fucking goddamn genius for walking yeah, around nice. and noticing that a five is missing and being like, ah! Ah, uh, um, Mr. Five. <laughs> but there's a ton in there. It looks like they're regularly adding patches and and, and supporting it, the developers of the game. Um and and putting more stuff like they just threw in a Christmas map at um you know Christmas time mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't you know <laughs> in order to celebrate Australia Day here we go <laughs> it's a Christmas map <laughs> coming to Escape Simulator so yeah, yeah that sounds cool it's yeah. it's a pretty it's a pretty fun game it's uh, twenty bucks something like that and you're yeah, it's less I think at the moment I think it's like seventeen dollars which is mm-hmm. really good value for yeah how how well it's put together. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it and uh, think it has just about the right amount of um, capability as a tool to make your own escape levels that I'm going to mm. keep going in and checking what people have been up to and been making. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you're into puzzle games, Escape Room Simulator is a pretty good one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's a chance that Tommy and I, because you've done them all, Nox, maybe we can mm. really frustrate some YouTube viewers at some point by doing a co-op 
uh, escape room. I would love to watch that and stop watching it after four minutes. Because <laughs> I cannot bear it. <laughs> Maybe we could even just do it. Uh, we don't have to do it for a video. We could just do it um, yeah. in our spare time, Ben, and talk about the experience oh, uh, true. another week. Because I, I, I would be keen to do it. Be yeah, pretty I, weird every too. time you talk about... One of these escape room games, Nox. I always, I always think like, fuck yeah, I gotta, I gotta get into some of these. They sound really fun, especially the VR ones that you've talked about. Mm. Seems like a great use of the, um, of the Oculus headset. There's so a fair, yeah. I expect you to die. Um, yep. There, there's a couple of those, and those are, are decent as well. Like to the point where people are making like, um, uh, community levels for escape room simulator in the spirit of. Mm, I expect right. you to die things, you know, riffing on those ideas. Yeah, right. Having a bit of a play oh. with it, you know, just vamping oh, on the sure. idea. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking it for a walk. It yeah. felt very much like it should be played in VR to me. It felt like right. Very, I was very much wishing I could just be like, oh, I'll grab, I'll reach down and pick that up. I'll put, you know, right. But it's you know, it's mouse and keyboard and stuff or controller, I, I guess. But yeah, it felt like it would be perfectly suited, if not preferable, uh, in VR. Uh, now let me correct myself if I am wrong here, but I Be think it might have VR support or it might be coming. Okay. Uh, it does it's, not have VR support yeah. currently. I do not think. But no, I think it I, probably it. It's got to be something that they're looking at because I would agree. Think surely that'd be yeah. 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 But it, the controls are perfectly fine for for what you're doing in it. Like yeah, they take yeah, yeah. It, they, it like going into your inventory and opening things and looking at them. Like takes a couple of steps and you've got to get used to it, mm. I suppose. But they've got clever things with the interface where like there'll be a little key or whatever if that item is useful because there is a bunch yeah, of junk yes. around right. like just empty vases and whatever that the game will let you know. Hey, this is nothing to do with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. Are there any uh, in the community levels? Are there any Mario Maker style Rube Goldberg machine escape room levels where you just on a conveyor belt and it just <laughs> it so- oh. solves the escape room for you automatically? You know what? This might be the first <laughs> game I've seen with community made levels where I haven't run into that. Mm. I haven't right. run into like Mario One One. Yeah, that level yeah. hasn't oh, been in there right. the, from yep, what I've right. seen. There hasn't been some way where they figured out how to make like a MIDI version of a Linkin Park song. I haven't come <laughs> right, across that right. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No so, Shrek? Okay, that is, no that is, Shrek in there? That is a ringing endorsement. Not yet. Yeah. What the fuck? This is the weirdest <laughs> online community that I've ever come across. <laughs> Seems like sort of uh, mild-mannered, intelligent people who like making puzzles. Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> you know what other group? Can I talk about a second thing? I know I've been talking my fucking lips off here, but... Oh, brother. What do you reckon, Tommy? Can we... Can we well, are we going to let him talk about another game? Two in a row? I get it. He's at the... He's, this, is this the final day of your... Being in ISO, and this are you is the, free tomorrow? This is so the I first day like, where you know. I've really felt a lot better too. So yeah. I'm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to just yeah. do myself in today and feel much, much worse by the evening. <laughs> Great. Hey, happy to sit <laughs> back. Talk so I, much. I literally haven't played a, a video game in the past week, I don't think, except for playing yeah. Escape Room Simulator specifically like this morning. Well, let me take right. the reins on this one then, boys, because I've been taking medicinal cocaine all week, as I've been instructed to <laughs> by the, the, the official government bodies. Um, it's for my anxiety. And just because <laughs> speaking of like mild-mannered, intelligent online communities, mm. I found one of them who have for years been working on this thing called a Mr. FPGA, which yeah. a bunch yeah. of people might have heard of and uh, others may not have, as is the way of every concept. <laughs> 
You have heard of it. Tommy and I don't think we have. No. Let alone, not even have I just heard of it. Mm. I have purchased one from someone in Newcastle. Whoa, wow. Newcastle, England, now, or New so- Newcastle, New South Wales? Newcastle, New South Wales. Ooh. Wow. And he shipped it over here a few FPGA. weeks ago. I've been uh, <laughs> mucking around with it. Okay. Uh, it, Mr. stands for, like, there's some reason for the name. It's like there was a project called the Mist something, and then there was an oh, E okay. that it added. But an FPGA, it stands for um, uh, Fully Programmable Gate Array, I think. And it's basically a type of chip that you can program to pretend as though it's a different computer chip. Okay. Meaning that you can, and people have, programmed a bunch of cores for this machine that will pre- tell the machine that it is a Super Nintendo or it's a NES or it's a Game Boy or whatever. And so effectively emulate, but it's not technically emulation, but pretend to be one of those machines well enough that it is virtually indistinguishable from playing a game on that original hardware. Wow. Which, cool. If you know anything about the particular mental illnesses I have, is a very appealing <laughs> <laughs> concept to me. Yeah. It so what the idea is that you would put this chip into a like a Nintendo sixty four? No. And uh, you fucking moron, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's a separate. Um, it's uh, like a Pi, Raspberry Pi, right? Like totally. It's a, it's yes. a small. Okay. Very small, compact computer that is essentially itself just a little motherboard chip. Right, it's okay. it, it's more similar to that. It's its own little computer. I'm going to mm. show it to you. I'm just unplugging it here. Uh, this is what it looks like. It's just like a little fucking blue box is the one yeah, I've right. got. Okay. But it yep. is a computer board that then has a second one attached to it with like USB plugs and extra RAM and stuff like that. Right. And with this, you can pretty well get every machine up until like the... Sega Saturn or PS1 going. Okay. They're working on Sega Saturn okay. and PS1 now. They're not quite done. So everything mm-hmm. before that, other than like the 3DO and the CDI, like the more sort of obscure ones, they nobody's made those yet. But you can get a Game Boy Advance going on there. There's a whole bunch of shit that you can get running on this thing in um, a very uh, true to the original fashion. The important points of right. that being that you don't have the same controller lag that you get with emulation and stuff like that that makes games feel a little muddier and feel different to how you remember them playing on a Super Nintendo or something like that if you do yep. remember that. Right. It's fucking rad, dude. Mm, I can it tell is, you I can tell you why it's called a mister. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, t- a dumbass raisin. So yeah. they say... It, Originally, this was a project, it was based on an older project that was designed to run retro computers like the Amiga and the Atari yep. ST. So, of course, if you compi- combine Amiga and Atari ST, oh. you use the Mi from Amiga and the ST from Atari ST and call right. it Mr. Right. <laughs> sure. Go for it, guys. I don't and know. I mean... I was... Look, this is being worked on by the thickest glasses frame nerds in the world. <laughs> yes. You know, so of course the name is not a marketing department name, but they're very yeah. cool. I don't like uh, that is completely a joke in uh, adorational fun. <laughs> yes. Because this shit is the coolest shit, in in my opinion. You, you it, it, it is, uh, if you're getting one from nothing, 
if you're just buying the board and putting it together yourself and then getting all the software and doing it yourself, it will take a fair bit of like computer Mm know-how. So what I did was found like a pre-made version of it, a pre-made kit from, uh, I was just going to look up the the shop on eBay because I had a great experience with them. It was like Mm. uh, Newcastle Computer Servicing. Hell yeah. Uh, I bought right. this this thing from them. It costs the same as a PS5, whatever. Um, <laughs> but like... Because this does sound like if you're someone who is just... You're a more casual person and you want to get... A, you want a way to just play, you know, every Super Nintendo game on your TV or, mm, you yeah. know, whatever. It, it sounds like, yeah, go the Raspberry Pi route. This sounds like the option for the real heads. The real, right. like... Deep yes. in the weeds sort of like enthusiast. So if you're someone who you just blanket, you just want to play old games on your telly, this this doesn't sound like the thing for you. A hundred thousand percent. If you would come across a YouTube video that was titled something like uh, frame delay test original Neo Geo MVS hardware versus Raspberry Pi, mm-hmm. and you would think, why would anybody bother uploading that to YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> then do not go anywhere near this because there's right. no point in it. Right. Um, every computer that you own, the one that's in your pocket is probably absolutely fine to play virtually every game that this thing is capable of playing sure. in an acceptable yeah. format. But this thing is cool if you're a fuckhead because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's got everything that isn't super easy to get um, hardware for or to get like... Uh, flash cartridges or whatever mm-hmm. for like yep. there's there's so many systems that it can do and those old computers which are even fucking harder to get going properly if you want to have a you know an authentic experience and it's mm. very sounds better on vinyl type of attitude you know right, there right. are yeah. appreciable differences but the differences are still minor enough that most people aren't going to give a shit about if they're not there but like, yeah, you can do a, a pretty accurate, like, 486 DOS computer or, yeah, those old Amiga or Atari ST or Commodore 64 or whatever. Mm. Um, it is very it versatile. Everything's worked pretty well on it. There's only been a couple of games that I've tried out that have had, like, some little weird compatibility compatibility issues that have been mostly fixable. Right. It does sound like a real vinyl is better mentality in the same sense that, like, I have that mentality. I have a record player. Yeah, same. And then... I'm running that record player through a Bluetooth speaker, which <laughs> compresses right. the audio again. So it's like, it really like takes that quality like right down to a notch that is like, well, what is the point? So in the yeah. same way, it's like a vinyl sounds better thing with this thing. It's like, yeah, there's no lag and it's mirroring the hardware, but you are still playing, you know, an old NES game with a Bluetooth uh, Xbox controller. <laughs> right. Like that is very... You're not being 100% pure. It, it, that is very much the case because you can plug... Uh, like a VGA cable into this and put it onto a CRT TV, but then right. you know, you're going to use an HDMI cable probably, which is what I'm doing, yeah. which makes it look different enough anyway. And there's filters that can emulate a CRT sort of look, but I don't love them. And then, yeah, you, a Bluetooth controller is just a little more convenient to use most of the time. And that it does yeah. introduce the same amount of lag that a fucking emulator is going to have. Right. <laughs> right, so, right. Uh, it, it, it is just a feel thing though. Like there's just yeah. little tiny quirks that if you played some of these games back in the day, you think you can notice at the very least. I don't know. Oh, totally. if I am actually noticing anything. I don't know how much of my perception of the world is reality because <laughs> it, it often is proven to be inaccurate by other people. But 
Uh, everyone has one. Th- everyone has a thing that they're into that they're just like. Right. You know, this is that for you. It's like that that min- minutia yeah. that like no one else gives a fuck about, but for you, it's like, it's a it's a fucking it's a deal breaker. It's like I know I'm insane. I know this means nothing to anyone right. else, but for me, it's my thing that is absolutely non-negotiable. It it just I find it relaxing or something like mm-hmm. I've got every single game for the systems that this thing can do on this fucking thing and that makes me feel like i it's it gives me the same feeling of like someone who can go off and find their own food in the woods i feel (laughs) like i'm okay and i'm on my own and i can just exist here but i rely on the electricity network i there's no way that this thing would keep me going in an apocalypse situation but it gives me that feeling for whatever reason there's no way you'd last longer than like 48 hours in an apocalypse situation anyway so I can why, get to why 72, not? 96, probably. <laughs> why not um, enjoy your time pre-apocalypse with uh, almost 100% comprehensive, you know, replication of stuff that you liked yeah. when you were a kid. And, and it is yeah. like it's now. A, a really cool, interesting way of doing it as well. Like just this, the idea that this thing is being programmed to pretend that it's a Super Nintendo rather than kind of guessing at how to recreate those same things like most emulators do. It's just an right. interesting, cool project, like technologically, I suppose. But yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. And those old games are sick. I played, what have I played? Micro Machines, mm-hmm. Metroid 2 yep. on the Game Boy. You can't mm-hmm. played Metroid 2 on the Game Boy lately. <laughs> Probably not. No, no, I have. No. So now who's well, you, wasted you, I mean, $750? <laughs> you haven't played it on a Game Boy. You've played it on a... That's the most appealing part of it to me, the fact that you're tricking a motherboard into thinking yeah. you need something else. That's the yeah. bit I really like. Yeah. You fucking dumb computer. You don't know what you are. It's pretty cool. It's like when a duck grows up around dogs and starts barking. You know, you see those videos. It's sick. Yeah. But it's like, it really, it can bark. The bark it, sounds exactly like a dog. Yeah. If you were around the corner, you wouldn't know that that wasn't a dog. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So if you want to buy I this a- piece by piece, it's like the actual main sort of motherboard itself for it is like a couple of hundred bucks US, it looks yes, like. Yes, it's called a DE10 Nano. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the pricing and the uh, availability sort of stuff with all the shortages and whatever going on at the moment is mm. with this. I, I have the feeling I was a bit lucky to be able to get this. Right, but there right. are sort of those pre-built options available. Like, um, yeah, this place I got it from it included an external hard drive with like a bunch of the software and stuff on it. So right. uh, it, w- it was well put together in like a cool, um, j- simple way of doing this absolutely unnecessary and over the top and incredibly pleasing thing. Mm. Yes. I, um, I have one final question about it. Mm. Yeah. Is there a Mrs. FPGA? <laughs> <laughs> No. I bet there will be one day. Because okay. I want to fuck okay. this computer. I, I want to fuck so. this computer. With a little bow on top of it. On top <laughs> of yeah. its head. Yeah. Smash that like uh, stained blue plastic ceiling and get yeah. get <laughs> plastic versions of these. But yeah, I'm going to put another chip in it, it to trick cool it into thinking that it doesn't have a wedding ring on. It's potentially <laughs> a cool little DIY project too if you want to yeah. build it yourself. And you'll, you'll know if this is appealing to you. You know what I mean? Like... If you yeah. emulated Donkey Kong Country on a fucking Android phone and had a good time with that, then who's to tell you that you're wrong? Me. <laughs> you are. No. Every way that you can access a game is equally viable and fine. Like there's no yeah. actual better or worse or whatever. This is just closer to those originals, which means it doesn't have the improvements that a bunch of emulators have. Like mm. you can get rid of like sprite flickering on the NES on an emulator, for example, but this will 
do it because it was there on the original thing. It makes yeah. saving games a little more oh, awkward because a bunch yeah. of them don't have save states and stuff like that. You got to write down the password. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But you got to get out that little pen and pad and write it down. <laughs> yeah, just like it was before experience. you learned about the horrors of the world. <laughs> yep, that's that's what it was back in the day. That's how you yeah. did it. All the games Sometimes on this are pre-9-11. Uh... <laughs> 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 it's great. It feels good. <laughs> Actually, no, there's Game Boy Advance games on here. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, everyone. That. Sorry. <laughs> this Super is your nine eleven. Getting that wrong. No one. Is your nine eleven. I've. No I'm also... one playing the GBA in the shadow of the towers. Famously. <laughs> yes. I've been doing some D- uh, DIY stuff. Uh, I know you didn't put this one together, Noxa, but the idea of it really appeals to me because I have been dipping my toe in the water of a similar sort of like hardcore nerd appreciation thing of mechanical keyboards. Um, oh yeah, right. I've I've bought a couple of like the boards itself, and then bought different keycaps and switches. Uh, but I bought this one. I guess I should spruik it because I love it. Um, it's called Hub Sixteen, and it's by a guy I think from Geelong, uh, weirdly called Josh Johnson. Um, that is weird to be from Geelong. <laughs> well, because I had in my head an idea of what I wanted, which was like right. a small. Um, macro keypad you know like a 16 key keypad that had volume dials because the keyboard i got is like a 75 percent ish one so it's like it's got all the keys you need but it doesn't have like a volume dial or anything like that or a usb hub so it's like ah i just want this little add-on you know it's like a little cool one i'll have like custom keycaps and like make it look a little bit you know like retro sci-fi or something and i just hunted around the internet and couldn't find the one I wanted, you know, like a lot of them are kits, a lot of them are sold out. There, a lot of things are available via what they call group buys. So, because it's small um, run productions, oh. they have to get a bunch of pre orders. And once they've hit the pre orders, they stop taking orders and then make, you know, like 200 of these things. Right. And they have to do all the orders and the 3D printing and laser cutting and stuff. But uh, eventually, um, I found the one I wanted and it was not available. But I put in my like, Put in your email to hear when they're, you know, back up for grabs. And it happened, yeah, a couple of months ago. And put in my order. You can customise, like, the colour of, like, the circuit board, the colour of the base plate. Um, they'll chuck in some keys. You can choose the clickiness of the uh, switches, that which is, um, uh, yeah, these are all, like, things that I had to learn what they were and what they meant. Um mm. And then, yeah, it got sent to me as as a kit, as as a as a bunch of stuff. The guy was like super, super nice and friendly, and really great to deal with. It seems like a lot of people who are doing this stuff are because they're really mm. passionate about it and they appreciate right. other people who are into it. And then I bought a soldering iron, and I learned how to solder, and I Hell yeah. put this shit together. Made a mistake, emailed the guy. He told me what to do. But it feels like grown-up Lego. It feels like really satisfying to have made a piece of technology, like, you know, admittedly with the parts provided. But I fucking loved it. And now it's like programmable. Every single key can be whatever you want it to be. Like I've got a, you know, power shutdown. Photoshop is tied to one key to launch Photoshop. The volume dial is great um, for like when you're in-game, you don't want to have to go tab down to the taskbar. There's two dials, so you can make the dial, the other one, like, whatever you want, like, skip track or, like, it's just great. I really, really like it. And specifically this one, it's just called Hub 16. I reckon get around it if you want a little macro keypad. The 
progression of us on this podcast going from when we started being like, I've got a Wii U and that's enough for me to being like, yeah, yeah. I built a keyboard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll quickly pull you up there too, Ben. Mm. Uh, Grown Up Lego isn't a macro keyboard. Grown Up Lego is actually the Seinfeld Lego. Uh, thanks. It's just certain <laughs> kinds of Lego. Yeah, certain yeah. sets that require a uh, maturity to appreciate the source material of what you're putting together. Um, but yeah, that's that sounds sick. Check out Hub 16. Yeah. Give, uh, give Josh yeah, a shout Yeah, and uh, this New- Newcastle, I think, computer services, I said it correctly yes. before, was uh, a great place to buy this Mr. Kit. Fuck yeah. I honestly thought when you said you'd been dipping your toe in, in your own kind of DIY projects before yeah. as your intro, I honestly thought that was your lead in to our ad for this week. And I was like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is a long bow. <laughs> My DIY project is... Putting the head on my manscaped razor and <laughs> trimming my pubes. <laughs> well, obviously, I've been doing that as well because as uh, we frequently are, this week we are sponsored in part by the beautiful boys and girls at manscaped.com. They've pr- been providing their uh, their awesome, genuinely best-in-show products for years now. They've got millions of happy, satisfied customers. And, um, yeah, you shave your dog uh, with one of these, they'll be best-in-show too. Absolutely. Don't do um, it, though. Do not do that. I don't yes. mean that. Uh, probably not specifically in the what not to say in the copy, but <laughs> they'll probably add it after this week. Do that not means we can say it. No, that means we can say it. <laughs> uh, so, Cupid works hard in February, which is coming up soon, but our friends yep. at Manscaped are working harder than ever to ensure your Valentine's Day is one to remember. Don't turn this day of romance into Independence Day. Interesting, double meaning. You'd be solo, independent, or disaster. It's a disaster. Mm -hmm. Don't do that this year. Get in control of your pubes with their Performance Package 4.0. It includes the signature lawnmower that we've all been using on every single part of our body that we can reach. Um, And this February, (laughs) join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use the code FILTHY. It's the same code we've always used. Filthy for 20% off and free shipping. Ridiculously good deal. Yeah. Uh, smooth, ridiculously good. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Great rid, product. Rid, ridiculous. Rid your dick of unwanted hair. Have less. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great product. We all have one. We all use it. Uh, well, no, sorry. We each have our own one that we independently. <laughs> we don't, we don't yeah. have one <laughs> like Bart and his friends splitting the Radioactive Man comic. No, we. Uh, <laughs> We each have our own and, yes. uh, yeah, personally vouch for them. Great product. They've been supporting the show for a while now. So if you're in the market, support the company that supports this show. Keeps yeah. the lights on in here. Another and one of those being the other uh, sponsor that we are also in part, the second part, brought yes. to you yes. uh, by another product that I use and can vouch for as well, which is NordVPN. Yes. Mm. You want to watch shit from the UK when you're living in Australia? Get NordVPN. Yeah. That's yeah, all I you need to do. Do you want to get watch a movie on Netflix that's only on the American one for some reason? Uh, get NordVPN. That's what. Well, they announced uh, this week that they're going to make a new Wallace and Gromit film that will oh. be launching on Netflix globally, except for in the UK, where it's going to be on the BBC. So maybe, oh. maybe you've cancelled your Netflix subscription. Yes. Or you just want to be a real purist. You know, you're watching mm. a you're watching an animated film from the UK. Sure. You want to watch it at its spiritual home of the BBC. Yes. yes. 
And you live in Argentina, but you're paying your British TV license fees. Yeah. So you deserve (laughs) access to the BBC. Just for that premium BBC player experience. I love the interface. Netflix, it's too easy to use. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there is obviously great content that is for stupid reasons uh, geo-blocked that you will be able to access if you use NordVPN. If you're uh, someone who does business online and you want to make sure you're private and secure, it's a great way to ensure that as well. And we all uh, do these days. Yes. Everyone does business online. You want to be private and secure. Absolutely. Damn it, we've got the answer for you. It's NordVPN, idiot. Of course it's still bad. (laughs) Half the countries around the world are you know, like unlawfully recording your browsing, advertisers, uh, you know, scraping data from you constantly. Use NordVPN to, yes, maintain a a safe and private digital experience. So... Don't let anybody know you're listening to filthy casuals. (laughs) You've got to hide your shame. (laughs) Keep it secret. (laughs) If you want to keep it secret, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash filthy. Or just use the code FILTHY in checkout when you visit the website to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan. I believe like if you go a longer um, plan, you get more off. 70% is the maximum, which is a ridiculous discount and Huge. an additional free month. So, uh, yeah, it's risk-free. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee, but I would be shocked if you wanted to get your money back because like you, Nox, yeah, I've, I've been using it for years. It is the premium VPN uh, service as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, they're sponsoring the show. So give them a crack, support them. And yeah, like I said, it's a it's a really good service for anyone who's spending a lot of time online. NordVPN. Yeah. I hope they're still sponsoring us when the new God of War comes out because I reckon we'll have a little bit of fun with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Speaking right. of um, games coming out. Okay. <laughs> there was a whole bunch of news this week again. Like the, the Not like the most... Crazy or interesting stuff in the world, but like it's nice to see those gears mm. start to crank up again and getting mm-hmm. back into active the year. You know what I mean? Yes. That feeling at the end of January of starting again. I kind of actually really like that feeling of the world kind of churning again. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, me too. You have the break and then you're like, okay, some things are starting to trickle back in. Like right. for for instance, maybe that Steam Deck be coming out in America. In a month. I was just thinking... So, yeah, they announced February 25th is when the, I guess, first round of Steam Decks will be going out. I think they're yeah. doing it in staggered sort of... It was in order of how quickly you got in on the pre-order, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. And when we were talking about the 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 group ordering and stuff like that, it made me mm. think as well, what the fuck's going on with that Playdate thing, eh? Oh. Yeah, it did. they did announce that it was being delayed into just, I think, quarter... Quarter one this year right. is sort of all they said, but it was meant to be, yeah, it was meant to be end of last year, and then they 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 emailed everyone and they they put out a big thing where they were like, yeah, just very transparent about what was going on and how they were really bummed and, um, yeah, I don't think there's any firmer update, but yeah, I believe first quarter of the year was well, what it got bumped back to. Right. As long as they're bummed. Well, yeah, they that, sound bummed. Mm. They sounded real bummed. Maybe the better option than a Mister for even you know for emulating oh, yeah. games and stuff. A whole bunch of good things about the Steam Deck, uh, and I'm really excited to see other people getting to have a look at them. I suppose because there's still no word I believe yeah. on when Australia is going to be brought into the mix. No. Which is we- I mean, yeah, which is weird. It's like being in the early 2000s again, like a thing coming out in a in another country, and they're just mm. being 
no word on exactly when we'll be able to get it and probably like a fair way down the track. It really does feel like, you know, the Nintendo 64 coming out in Japan like a year yeah. <laughs> earlier than, yeah. than it did here. It's, um, it's, it's tra- like it makes, you know, I get it, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's weird because nothing functions that way anymore. Everything's mm. It's pretty strange. And they've been like out. popping in little um, updates for like Half-Life 2 and their, their, their own Valve games to like change the UI to be a little more Steam Deck um, functional, I suppose, right. is the yep. word on that and stuff. But yeah, it's like, it's super close. They've got to be actually building these units by now. You'd imagine if it's right. com- going to people on the 25th. Yeah. So, yeah, people will uh, get like probably like review outlets will probably start to have full hands-on mm-hmm. reviews coming up in the next couple of weeks probably. Yeah. They've also announced a like a Steam sort of, um, what do you call it, kind of like a ranking system for how well things are going to run on the ah, Steam Deck. So right. there's like a green tick is like, the company, like it's fully optimized, and they've they've sort of you know they'll have like a Steam Deck setting or whatever, and then you know th- all the way down to the rare things that just will not run on it. But yeah, they've got like it's basically a four, a f- like a four tier kind of thing right. for that'll just kind of show up on the on the page on Steam. That's right so from like yeah, cool as well because turn, you'd yeah. have to imagine. I'm look, I'm not a video game developer. I'll admit that finally, but I would imagine that to be able to get that tick, all you've got to do is have a Steam Deck, get your game installed on it, figure out what looks nice, and then mm. upload those settings to Steam, right? For, I think for a lot, a of, lot it of games is, that, that yeah. won't right. be able to run. Yeah. I think stuff that's I think the the like what would qualify in the like maybe you know, touch and go category is things that really rely on a mouse, for example. So like any sure. any kind of RTS sort of stuff. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's all it's not just factoring in graphical stuff, it's like overall gameplay stuff of like, hey, this this probably just isn't gonna really work without a without having a mouse. Sure. Or um, yeah, interface stuff like if a game ha- requires is like just functionally like there has to be stuff up in the top right, top left, bottom, you know, like the screen real estate could be an issue as well uh, yeah, with re- sure. readability, right? You can't just make everything smaller because it might yeah. become unreadable. But I think it's just yeah. a little thing that they've put in to avoid people, you know, inevitably, you know, not having done their research and thinking like, oh, great, now I've just got this portable thing and I've bought mm. this game and now I'm asking for a refund because it's, you know, it's got lots of small text that I can't see on the Steam Decks. Yeah. I think it's just them trying to protect themselves against... Um, against that kind of stuff. But it's cool that they're yeah, it's cool that they're thinking about it and it's cool that mm. that's that's starting to be built into the platform. Yeah, I'm I'm uh yeah, I'm I'm really keen to get my hands on one of these and uh, at the very least find out when we'll be able to do that, but Yeah. Seems like um, it'll be yeah. a fair way off. No but yeah, like you said Knox with reference to emulation, like they specifically say this is just a PC. Like right. yeah, the the Steam so- store is on there and that's the the way that we you know, expect that you would use it, given you probably have a big library and all that stuff. But it's it's just a portable PC, which is great. <laughs> like that is yeah. cool, and it, that gives you the the versatility to be able to use it as complex or as simple uh, of a machine as you like as well. Which sure is really appealing, especially as the the Switch with you know all this footage of Pokemon. And again, we'll talk more about that next week. Mm. It, having a more powerful handheld especially yeah. for like indie games and stuff like that going forward, some of which even on the Switch, like you, you can just see stuff starting to really butt its head up against the, the right. capabilities of that thing. Yep. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a really good 
form factor the 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 switch is you know and so the steam deck right. being similar to that i i really like handheld games and i i agree that i'm i'm keen to see how this thing goes like getting actual battery life reports from real people right like the yeah, build yeah, quality yeah, yeah. of it and just finding out all the bits and pieces um is exciting a lot more exciting to me than the prospect mm. of a crisis four <laughs> yeah i mean i love crisis i love the series i really really i don't know i was one of the people who jumped on it i followed you know Crytek from the far cry series through to this mm. and it's i've always sort of vibed with the way they make games which is i don't know like it, it's you could you almost have like a branching path of like your halo and your crisis and then sort of other you know sort of linearish uh fpss but i and i was always a crisis guy i liked the powers and it was always a graphics showcase as well. Like right. that is essentially what it's known for solely almost. Especially that first one for sure. Yeah. Cause like, yep. I don't think I ever played two or three. Right. Um, right. They, that, that first one I remember enjoying at the time and then, yeah, really just it, 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 it sticks in that point of time in my head. Right. And right. So I had no idea that they were working. Is this Crytek again doing four? Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if it's anything like two or three, I think they kind of stop focusing as much on being this like sort of trying to be kind of revolutionary graphics thing. They looked good, but they were a lot more just like, hey, here's some more shooters. Yeah. And yeah. I suppose I would expect that to be what this is doing, right? Probably. I mean, I'm just checking what they've worked on since... The last one. So they did Rise, Son of Rome. That that was a mm. launch game for the Xbox One. Yeah, I think. That's right. And then, oh, they did Robinson the Journey, that VR game that was on, uh, oh, yeah, it was VR just on Windows and, and PlayStation 4. Yeah. Hunt Showdown, which I think is like, is that a co-op online thing? Yes. And yeah. I've heard that that is actually quite good. I've, I've seen people saying that that is like secretly a great game. Right. Oh, and they did this. I know you played this, Tommy. The Climb, the VR game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the Climb. So I, they, for me, they had sort of, um, you know, disappeared from relevance. But apparently, they've been working on some very, very good VR games, mm. uh, which is cool to know. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what direction they'll take with Crisis Four if they do try and evolve it in an interest, interesting way. But uh, I'm. I'm kind of just happy to play another Crisis game, personally. Yeah, because all they've said at this point is like, "Hey, we'll do we'll, Crisis Four is going to come out later." Yeah. Um, and all that work on VR, I wonder if this will be a VR thing because, like, if it right. is in the vein of a Half Life Alex or whatever, and like a game, that would be the most interesting thing for me. Is if they're going, let's do Crisis, but make it fully VR right from the bottom up. Right. Um, that could be right. Pretty fucking cool having a big Pro open world like Crisis as a mm -hmm. shooter in VR. Versus the Half-Life Alex corridors. Be fucking right. Awesome. And, you know, the crisis, the whole thing was like, you're in the suit that can make you invisible or strong. Like, being within that and choosing how to play might right. yeah, give it an extra level of sort of um, uh, interest and engagement. Yeah. And a little excuse for you to be in this helmet and this visor and, you know, like that could integrate oh. well with... The idea of a VR game. So it's yes. cool that I've now set us up to be disappointed for when it's just not a VR game at all. Yeah. <laughs> just a new shooter with good graphics. Yeah, that's probably all we'll get. Um, another thing we'll keep getting is Call of Duty on PlayStation. Until yes. Until at least, uh, what, so the next 
two, I suppose, if they're saying they're saying twenty twenty three. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, you'd assume there's another one this year and then the year after. Yep. Which it's cool and interesting seeing the particulars of this Activision uh, Microsoft thing come out. It was the thing that seemed to be indicated right away is that like our Activision games will still come out on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, it'll be fascinating to see for how long because even this reporting is still like the next couple will. Yeah, we'll mm. honor existing contracts and da da da. You'd imagine that both of them are already under development, and yes. so those contracts may have already been drawn up which could be part of why they're saying these specific ones are coming out then. Who knows? But yeah, Call of Duty's still on PlayStation for a bit. Yeah, yeah. It, you're right. It has been a bit like, we're going to be friendly in the way we word this, but we're going to word it very carefully. Yeah. 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 Hey, we are separating because our lives have moved in different directions, but we're still <laughs> very much in a type of love. Yes. It's a conscious uncoupling. It's not a divorce. Oh. But it is a divorce. You're not a fucking train. <laughs> You're divorcing. You're not uncomfortable. We've gone down and filed for a divorce. <laughs> uh, and something to else to do with Activision Blizzard I thought was worth mentioning. We don't mm. do a lot of serious stuff on here. Um, certainly, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that we... I think we talked about with Ben Russell that we just have decided to skirt around. But uh, something that I think has become a huge issue in the past six to 12 months is uh, like uh, workers' rights within the gaming industry. And specifically, you know, there's a lot of contract workers, obviously, but um, yeah, Activision Blizzard have been working against, it seems like, a union organization movement for their QA workers. Like these people are, you know, they're, they're almost like the factory line workers of the gaming world. They do heaps of sort of repetitive and, um, you know, not particularly interesting stuff to make sure games work. They're bug free and and they're the fun experiences that we all get to have with them, and they've just been trying to unionize. And it sounds like fucking dodgy Activision Blizzard are like we're restructuring the way we yeah. approach QA uh, to make it more good. But in reality, it just means they're changing the designation of QA workers so they can't band together. It sounds like which fucking sucks. And uh, this is completely from memory, from an article from a few weeks ago, so it's almost definitely wrong, but I believe high, I, th they hired the same union-busting firm that Amazon did. Ah. Which, I so you, you didn't you know it's like the top-tier union-busters, if that's the case. Totally. If it's the one Amazon would trust to deliver <laughs> results. Um, yeah, uh, there's a, a bunch of um, stories that have come out about Activision. You're right that we touched upon a few of them last week, the more horrendous ones to do with sexual assault and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, like, workers' rights, stuff like this. We've been talking about it for fucking years since, like, I feel like it heated up quite a bit around, like, Red Dead 2 and stuff coming yep. out. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and things around crunch and stuff like that and all these companies saying, oh, yeah, we'll get rid of that, we'll do better. And it doesn't seem like that's been the case. No, there's been a no. whole bunch of walkouts and strikes and stuff like that at Activision Blizzard over the last few months, and, and rightly so because they are putting them under unfavorable working conditions. So that's what you do. You 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 know use what leverage you have to try and improve that situation. Yes, and then in the middle of all of that and this merger bringing to to the front again all these issues with workers' rights and and to do with like harassment and stuff in the company. Yep, <laughs> Blizzard were like. We're working on a new survival game in a brand new world. It's the first original IP since Overwatch, everybody. Hooray! Yeah. Yep. Cool, and you guys. Know what? 
You know what? It probably did distract a bunch of people who would have been reading about that union busting stuff. Right, Maybe, right. yeah. It yeah. is such a it's such a vague announcement and so uh, without like, you know, there's no trailer and there's not much substance to any of the stuff they've really said about it. They're like survival game, new world mm. is mm. pretty much all they've said. That it really does feel like people going like, what do we got? What yeah. do we got to fucking just put over the window? Yes. That people can't yeah, see yeah. in. Yeah. No, totally. Uh, cool. Good for them. Good for well, them. Well, a more feel-good story that uh, came from um, where we all get our video games news from, M- Men's Journal yes. magazine. <laughs> yes. Uh, an interview with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, yep. who oh, it's has weird this to hearing say. it that way round. The yeah. Rock Dwayne yeah. Johnson made me yeah. feel really... <laughs> well, he sort of <laughs> never goes by The Rock anymore, so you got to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, uh, he said this, I, I can't tell you which game in particular we're doing, but there will be an announcement this year. We're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen, one that I've played for years. Mm. I'm really excited to bring it to fans around the world. Of course, we're going to do right by our gamer friends, but really... We're just going to make a great movie. So he said that he's in a video game adaptation, yep. but he is not saying what it is. He's just teasing it. The last one he was in was Rampage, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So he's done it before. Yep. And being in one of the most badass games, what would The Rock consider to be? Honestly, when you read it out for some reason, I was imagining him thinking of Duke Nukem. I th- oh. same yeah. Once you once you say it like that, and because it, oh. it's also, it can't just be like saying one of the biggest, most fun games. It's like it's got to be. Well, what would he be in? Yes, you know, what's a <laughs> character that he would play? One that I've played for God. years as well. Like the I Rock mean, saying that he's played it and for years. Oh, maybe this is an adaptation of WWF WrestleMania for the N64. <laughs> oh, and sure, the Rock's yeah. gonna be wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the funny thing is, it's like you read that quote, and I'd say Doom, but he's right. Oh <laughs> he's shit! Yeah, he's done a Doom he's adaptation, a, yeah. especially with the more recent ones. You would think, like, yeah, big badass games. He's been playing, you know, he's played the last two, but I could I see mean, this it, being it be Grand Theft Auto. Ooh. I think because if I'm imagining The Rock oh. playing a game, I, yeah. the only one I can picture him playing is Grand Theft Auto. You know what? It could be a fucking Call of Duty movie. It could be. Right? Like, yeah. that is one foreseeably that someone like The Rock would have played. It is huge. It is badass. Biggest and most badass. It's yeah. never been taken to the screen. <laughs> yeah, and I, yep. I could see fucking The Rock and John Cena or something being in Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's something of that ilk, right? Like, it's going to so. be one of those big... Because... Rampage was fucking weird that that got turned into a movie. So yeah. I, it could be that it's like uh, fucking what is like the like Guilty Gear or something like that. Like right, just some, right, some old right. arcade. I mean, they were still making Guilty Gear games, but like it could really be anything. I'm going to Google I'm, most badass video game and see what I'm comes thinking it's up. A, I'm thinking it's a shooter. It's got to be some form of shooter. For it to be badass, no it's definitely, yeah, like yeah. an action game, right? Yeah. It's yeah, not Final be. Fantasy, uh, The Spirits Within 2. Right. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I don't know if this totally fits, but so Watch Mojo has got a list uh, of mm-hmm. the top 10 games that make you feel like a badass. Um, <laughs> okay. 
I guess those would be badass games, though. Yeah. You're not going to feel like a badass in a game that isn't itself badass. Absolutely not. No way that's going to happen. Number one is Doom. So, unfortunately, it's already been done. Already had the rock in it. Number two Two is... Fantastic results. Absolutely. Hey, you can listen to our commentary of... uh, Doom the movie uh, on our yep. uh, Bandcamp, filthycasualspod.bandcamp.com. Uh, minimum donation slash purchase price of one buckaroony. Um, Star Wars The Force Unleashed <laughs> is number two. Okay. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe this list came out in, you know, 2017 there, or something. There was a time when getting to use the Force was, you know, a lot more of a, of a novelty probably, than a, mm, a yeah, world they, where... You feel like a we'll, badass because you're swinging yeah. the thing around, yeah. Well, yeah. there's... Three more Star Wars games from Respawn coming later. We'll talk about that in a second after this rock thing. Some more force. It's, he's not going to be in Bayonetta 2. That's number three on the list. <laughs> I um, doubt it. They'd start with Bayonetta 1 at least. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. I don't... He's not Solid Snake. In fact, that's already being made, isn't it? Exactly, By, um, yeah. Oscar Isaac is in that. Yes. Just Cause. Oh, it's not one of the biggest... It's, it's badass, not. but it's certainly not big. It's badass, this is, and it, I could yeah. see him playing the protagonist of Just Cause. Sure, because mm. also you, it's like this is a this is a quote that's designed to pump up interest in the film. Mm. So it's like, of course, he's saying, of course, he's probably being hyperbolic when he says it's the biggest game. It might not literally be sure, yeah, a Grand Theft Auto like the highest grossing game. Like he's trying, right. like in his head, it's like. I also think he could just mean biggest in terms of like scope of the game. It's like a big badass game, which would just mean okay. open world, like you're PUBG. flying around, like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder because I do. I I take the rock at his word when he says that he's been playing it for years. I don't yeah. think the rock seems like the type to lie about that. It has mm. to make sense timeline wise, at least, right? Like it's yeah. not a new game, essentially. It it it's yeah. an older franchise, at least you know a, a decade or something. And I, I think I, for I, the Rock to have had enough, like you know, he's about grind. He's about power. He stays yes. hungry, and he devours. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think for him to have had the spare time to play a game, it's got to be more than certainly fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. think he's yep. spending his damn time. As since becoming a movie star, playing anything, I reckon he's a he's a big use every second of the day type of guy. So sure, sure, like Mark Wahlberg, he wakes up at like five a.m. every day or something, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, where's Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> he says that every morning. Hey, um, hey, Kratos, what do you think about this? Uh, God of War. <laughs> well, if we God of War is uh, is also on this list. Oh, uh, you know what? If it's God of War, yeah, if it's God of War, pretty fucking well. 2005 yeah. is around the time when I'm thinking of the kind of cutoff of... Yep. And I could see The Rock going like, yeah, man, this is bad. Ah, oh, fuck! Yeah. Uh, and he's probably going to be Kratos, hey. He's, That's he, it. He could do some of the, you know, the pathos and the, the seriousness of Kratos yep. if he wanted well, to. Like, he, he does, Who knows you if know. pathos will be in it as well, though. <laughs> there, there's a number of Greek gods who you could... <laughs> maybe the sequel, yeah, maybe the sequel, yeah. you're right. Because we're, we're yeah. also assuming that he's the lead in this, but he he potentially might not be. He could be because I'm thinking mm. it like, like to go back to our first guess of Duke Nukem. Yes, it's like I 
He doesn't quite aesthetically fit. He's not like I can't see him putting on like a mohawk wig mm. to play. Yeah, right. going blonde, uh, going full blonde. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just can't really see it. So he, he, but I think like yeah, Kratos is like the bet, like the most fitting like aesthetic if we're assuming he's the lead. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, but he played he, Hercules in in that yes. Hercules movie, right? So like, yeah, which wasn't half bad. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was a pretty fun sort of you know adventure. He romp could be being movie. Hercules, showing up in God of War. Oh, the cinematic universe of ancient Greece. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. It's like if the game, if the second one is still meant to come out this year. Yep, that's mm. good timing for them to announce. Hey, there's going to be, uh, you know, that yeah. all makes sense of them trying to capitalize on the big, like, b- big renewed interest in God of War Shit. this year. Mm-hmm. It is it's big. probably God of War. Hey, it's a big badass game. And badass really encompasses the older ones as well because they For were sure. more like just like yeah fucking swinging shit around and killing demons and stuff. Kratos yeah. fucks, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although the Rock does not fuck, he's never romantic in any movie no. he's ever been in. He's he's no. just too big. No, yeah. he's got too many. He he like yeah he rock climbs instead of fucking. He yeah. he like punches a brick. Yep, yeah. I so, just love yeah. the quote of. Of course, we're going to do right by our game of friends. But really, our we're game just of friends. Make a great movie. Yeah. Our it's podcast like, should be <laughs> called "Our Game of Friends." Yeah, please. But it's so funny Some because of my it's best like friends are gamers, all right. So I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he really is trying to have his cake and eat it too with that quote. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do we're, we're not gonna disrupt the source material. Don't you worry about that. When but also, we we really just want to make a good movie. We yeah. don't really give too much. The up. phrase I, w- I will correct you quickly. Uh, what the phrase when you're talking about the rock is um, having your four roast chickens a day and eating them too. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Sorry. Yes. 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 Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, God of War <laughs> is uh, a pretty good guess that I could see happening. So yeah. Because uh, remember, there was good? like new stuff about Sony wanting to get in more movies out there. They're putting yeah. Uncharted out in just a minute. So. Oh. Like, yeah. It all and fucking fits. At that f- uh, CES thing, they did mention, right, that there was more movies on the cards, like quite yeah. specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what I was going to say, uh, was if you wanted to really go a, be- a full beautiful mind on this to try and work out what he's talking about, mm. at that CES thing, Tom Holland talked about how he really got into the Uncharted games was when he was doing the Spider-Man movies, which, of course, they're made by Sony. And so yes. Sony decked out his trailer with a PS4 Pro right. and all the games and everything. Yep. So for The Rock to say he plays it a lot, he works so much that you would have to assume that that's happening on set. So you could try and work back and go, okay, how many Sony pictures Fuck. has he been in? You know what I mean? Is yeah. he in a Tom Holland position where they're like, yeah, they're kitting him out with the with the God of War, the full the full kit out in the trailer? Okay. Um, what I movies did The to, Rock make in 2005, should. 2007, <laughs> and 2010? It could, be, it could be recent. It could be recent. It doesn't have to be. But I'm just looking up Sony pictures uh, that include Dwayne Johnson. Jumanji. He's a, the Jumanji move, He's, movies all were right, made by Sony. All right. Well, there you go. He's So that's on location. Yep. Lots of downtime in the trailer. Lots of setup time for all the effects and stunts and all that kind of stuff. Stands to reason that he's yeah. that he's got the PlayStation there. They've given him the PlayStation, so for him to be sinking a lot of time into anything, it's a fair assumption that it's a Sony game. And for him to be, for him to be saying that there's this like personal attachment to it, Holy and he's shit. in the Sony family. Whoa. So Whoa. The Rock was in Be Cool, <laughs> but he was only a small part in Be Cool. Yes, right? yes. So yep. he would have had a little bit of downtime. Yep. Be Cool. Yep. 
uh, was produced by MGM. So never mind. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but timing-wise, you know, he's hanging around on set. He's got time to kill. The Game Plan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was produced by... Let me have a look here. <laughs> yes. You've got to look these up before you read them out. Walt <laughs> Disney Pictures. Okay. okay. So that okay. came out yeah. in the same year as God of War 2. Yeah. But okay. right after God of War 1 came out, <laughs> yes. The Rock was in a movie called Gridiron Gang. Yes. Right? This is coming that for movie me. Yes. was produced by or distributed by it. It was produced by Columbia Pictures and distributed yep. by Sony Pictures. Columbia Pictures, go. a subsidiary of Sony. There you there go. You go. Yeah. PlayStation, you go. a subsidiary of Sony. Oh, yep. one of the most famous subsidiaries. <laughs> the Rock was playing God of War on set for Gridiron Gang, and now, yep. fucking 16 years later, yep. he's going to be Kratos. Absolutely. We called it. If it happens, we, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think it's going to happen. You're right. That's a good fucking guess. Duke Nukem is the perfect property to turn into a movie now because of the sort of nostalgia factor. It would appeal to people our age, essentially people with buying power and uh, and free time. But, but you'd undercut it right and cast like Jay Moore or something as as fucking Duke Nukem, <laughs> all like sloppy and washed yeah. up. And ha- yeah, 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 yeah. Kratos. Uh, the Rock as Kratos, I should say. Um, we've we've called it. We've predicted it here. Damn. I'd love to know if there's a similar quote uh, like this out there from um, before he'd officially announced what Rampage, like that. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yes. If there's a quote of him like hyping up, <laughs> you know, right. a video game adaptation that he's doing. And it turns out to be Rampage. If he said basically the same thing like four years ago, <laughs> we're right. going to be like, he said like hey, a kind of dog shit arcade thing that was ported to everything <laughs> in like 97. <laughs> of course, we're going to do right by our game of friends. But really, we just want to make a pretty average movie. But you're right, Tommy. If he said the exact same thing about Rampage, then we could be getting like uh, Cops and Robbers Centipede. on the Atari as the yeah. new rock right. movie or something. Yeah, Elevator action. Yes. Paperboy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Paperboy would be cool. <laughs> I would love a Paperboy movie. Not with The Rock, but with someone no, else. with The Rock. With <laughs> yeah. The Rock pretending he's a little kid. A tiny, tiny bike, but big The Rock. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm in. That'd be I'm sick. In. Um, one last little thing from yep. this week as well is uh, Respawn announced they're working on three... Uh, Star Wars games, Respawn being the Titanfall and the Apex Legends and the Jedi Fallen Order people. So yes, uh, and one, one of those one of th- three is the sequel, right? That yes, officially it is. Yep. Oh, and, and one of the other ones is an FPS and one of the other ones is a strategy game. Oh, mm. so they actually... I, cool, I thought that was speculation, but they did say those are the three and those are the types. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Cool. Uh, I'll just double check the article that I wrote. No, you're right. Yeah, so... Yeah, okay. uh, the strategy game is uh, being co-developed with Bitreactor, which is a new studio that has a bunch of people from the XCOM and Civilization games from Firaxis. Oh, okay, okay. So that's not a bad, uh, you know, group of people to have in your strategy game room. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, then the shooter is being uh, directed by the guy who was the director, a guy called Peter Hirschman. He directed Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, which was the VR game. Um, and he worked on the original Battlefront games and The Force Unleashed. And I heard oh. good things about that Medal of Honor VR game. I never got around to trying it out, but I heard that it was decent. So Yeah, okay. And I, I liked 
Jedi Fallen Order and mm. there's definitely room for an improved sequel there. There's some technical stuff and some bits and pieces of like, you know, first outing that I think they'll be able to clean up. So all three yeah. of those could potentially be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars movies, bad. Games, good. Generally pretty good. Yeah. Uh, God of War, games, good. Movie, bad, <laughs> I assume. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I want to keep an open mind about the Rock as Kratos. Boy, <laughs> I want, I'm trying. I can't do a Rock impression. No. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. It's hey, nice to see you. <laughs> Something like that. He's like kind of, kind of, kind of smarmy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy. Uh, <laughs> Great. Stay a fan, boy. All right. <laughs> That's not bad, actually. Yeah, the actions yeah. too. Yeah. Oh wait. Um. Yeah. Uh. You're 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 a god, and I don't I haven't met you yet. So this okay. is me as the Rock as Kratos, uh, mm-hmm. meeting you. A new. Do you want me to say god. hello? Do you want me to Greek say hello? God. Yeah. Hello. Oh hi there. You must be a new god. Uh, what's your name? Uh, it okay. doesn't matter what your name is. That's a thing okay. that we're used to. Okay. All right. Do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. All, All right. right. That's enough. <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, all right. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. For another week, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, I'm also currently playing through Majora's Mask for oh, the yeah. first time, so maybe I'll share some thoughts about that next week. Hell yeah! Uh, but I am really enjoying it. Spoiler. Um, thanks very much for listening. You can go to filthycasuals.com.au to find the links to our Patreon, where you can get a bonus episode of the show every week where we do pop culture stuff that's not video games. We talk about movies and TV shows and whatnot. Uh, get on there. Get on the Bandcamp where you can get our premium episodes where mm. we do deep dives into franchises and uh, different uh, developers and all that sort of stuff. Uh, lots of fun on there. Lots of extra content for you also on the YouTube channel. Got oh, so yes. much stuff that you can engage with if you choose to. We also all have comedy festival shows that are on sale now. Uh, my show is called Turtle Island. It's going to be on in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide, and it's it's meant to be on in Perth, but I'm probably not going to be able to get in because of the border situation, but there's no official date of when that's happening, so I'm just leaving tickets on sale. If you, mm. if you feel lucky, you can buy one, and you'll still be able to come when I reschedule it, uh, but that's all up on TommyDasselow.com right now. And, and uh, you guys yeah. have your show, Chimp Cop, that is on uh, in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yes, just head to comedyfestival.com.au, put in Chimp Cop or Imposter Syndrome, which is the name of the show. It's a sci-fi comedy, I guess. Um, a sci comedy, uh, we say for short. Yeah, we do say that. It makes everyone confused every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there anything else that I wanted to mention? No, I don't think so. Thanks to Manscaped and NordVPN for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Can you smell <laughs> what Kratos is swinging, huh? He's got those swingable blades. Little twist. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.